Hey everybody, it's Daniel, back for another broadcast. 7.04 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Boise, Idaho. Yes, I'm still in Boise. I'm just kicking back here and uh, I was thinking about today. Winding back through my day. So I, uh, before I go to bed, which I'm going to go to bed in a few minutes because, man, you know, I, I get up at 2 o'clock every morning. And um, I've been still going to the gym over here. It's about a block away. I jog over there, get done, go for a jog, come home. And, uh, yeah, I started losing. I lost five pounds. I didn't even realize it, man. My pants were about falling off me. I'm like, what the heck? So I weighed myself because I don't weigh myself usually. I was like, wow. Last time I weighed myself, I, I weighed and I lost five pounds. I was like, cool. Okay, I wasn't even trying to, but right on. But um, anyway, so I'm working out. My shoulder's doing great. It's healed, by the way. Um, yeah, I don't have to wear the tape on it anymore. I don't have to exercise any tape on it. Just got to make sure I stretch it really well and stuff because it's still pretty fresh, but it's it's locked in. My rotator cuff's locked in. My ankle's doing killer. I don't even wear the brace on it in my, my foot anymore, but it feels like there's a brace on my my foot and my ankle all the time. Now, this brace was just one of those elastic ones. I, But I was wearing a tight one where I had it all, you know, one of the stringed ones where you wrap it up really tight and, you know, and it's got a, a brace on the outside and a brace on the inside to keep your your ankle straight, but it only goes up your, about six inches up your, up your calf a little bit, you know, up your leg a little bit, and it laces, and you know, you put that on over your sock, and then you put your shoe on over that, and then you wear that, and it helps to keep your, and I had to do that for a lot of years, and um, quite a few years now, been quite a few actually, well actually it was, let's see, God, thank you for, it's 2016, I guess it hasn't been that long actually, 2016 I think, or 17 when I did that, no wait, wait, no wait, no, no, come on now, it's 2018 when I did that. Yeah, I remember now. It's 2018. So it's only been a few years, but yeah, it's doing great. So I'm doing like, okay, I box, right, too? Or did. I don't box anymore, but a shadow box. And I still do my footwork, you know, I'm dancing around, doing my dancing, you know. <laughs> side to side, back and forth, front, back, switch up, switch. I, when, I, when, I, when I fight, if I, if I fight, I never plan on doing anything. It just, I plan a lot of stuff in my mind before I, like when I'm sitting here doing my work online or something i'm thinking about different things like that and if i you know if i had to get into a situation like watch movies and stuff i think wow if i was in that situation how would i handle that and i put myself in situations in my mind and use my imagination and i go through these different routines that i would do and stuff and, then, and those things never actually happen in a fight though <laughs> not in a street fight they don't they just don't come out it's, it's just totally different but you know it's like i'm always preparing myself i was sitting there thinking about that earlier because i'm watching aquaman and i was thinking these guys are fighting i was watching how they're doing the fight scenes oh, that's pretty good I might have done it a little differently, but yeah, okay. And so, um, you know, in the choreographing on these five scenes, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, why do I think like this? Why am I keyed in like this for... Uh, why why do I think this way in life? Is it because I got attacked a lot when I was a kid, a teenager, got beat up a lot, and freaking uh, you know was born on this earth with enemies? I don't know, you know, whatever. But um, <clears throat> I started thinking, backtracking through my thoughts on this. Why do I think this way? And I realized something that uh, uh, that it, it's a gift. It, it's really a gift because it's helped me to um, actually uh, see the world through uh, uh, an observer's point of view instead of um, being in in the situation all the time and never really actually being able to step away to see what all these different angles look like, you know, in all these situations I've been in in my life. And we all relate to life a certain way. We have our, our method of relating to life that, that we're we're, we're where God can really speak to us through through everything in life if we're keyed in a certain way and he can and and and, and you know how that is like you you have your own special way of hearing God's voice or relating to life in other words i have my own way of of relating to life getting getting and sending giving and receiving information by spirit uh i would say okay in the spirit yeah so let's yeah we're all in the spirit we're all spirit take away your physical body you are spirit take away your physical body you're still alive your physical body does not mean you're alive it only means you have a tent that you're living on on this earth because it's temporary and we all know this so let's get past that we are all spirit so let's talk just talk about this spirit energy the life giving the life force energy that's flowing through everything and start thinking them on this level of this life force energy that flows through everything it's in everything and it's everywhere it's in every molecule it's even in the air molecules it's in this, every cell it's everywhere and there's nowhere it's not and then i'm sitting there thinking about god's being omnipresent meaning that he's everywhere and there's nowhere that he's not and i'm thinking what well, this energy is life giving energy yeah it's the life force we're all sharing in it we're all connected to it we're all living in it you take away our physical bodies and now now we're just here in it we're just in the wave. 
But see, that's the point. We are all way in the wave. We're part of the wave and we're also particle. According to quantum mechanics, it's true. And, and it's actually very true. And so I think about this on these terms of, of on this relation to, that, that I have with this, this energy, this, this life giving, this energy is has full of information. You know, it speaks, it speaks volumes in so many ways, even with a voice. You know, I'm sitting there having a conversation with God, and I'm talking to him about this stuff, and I started thinking. And I said, why is it that I relate to things like that? And he said, this is the way you're keyed in. And you're keyed in this way, and this is good. And I said, how is this good if it's, there's violence and attached to this one side of it? He goes, hey, he goes, look at both sides of life, not just one side of it. Look at everything in, in its holistic, just the way it is holistically. Just look at it all. And, and, and I'm sitting there going, well, I can't see everything you see. He goes, but you see enough to know this. And I says, then that's, well, there is, there is definitely, but it's a mixture of, of this dark and light that's going on all the time. And it's going on within all of us. You've got to make peace with your darkness. You've got to make peace with your darkness and listen to you, to me. It's to your advantage that you have it. And, this, and everybody thinks it's to our disadvantage and we need to cut out, cut it out. And you can't do that. You have to go through your own darkness to get into the actual place where the light can fill your body up from the inside. You'll see it with your eyes because your eye will be open at that point. And you have your eyes closed and be laying there meditating. All of a sudden, boom, you start filling up light. And they'll tell you what, it'll blow your freaking mind because everything from that point on, it changed my whole life. And it'll change yours too. I mean... So I'm sitting here thinking about how I relate to life, and I'm thinking about how other people relate. I don't even know, because I'm not other people. I talk to you guys, and I ask you, and or we have conversations with one another, and we can only give each other kind of an idea of how it is. And, 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 and yeah, we have these references that we can relate to. Yes, we use them. In our, it's how our, that's how our, our language goes, right? And these are all references we're talking here. I mean, really break down language, that's what it is. Yeah, man, we're, we're taking note, and we're, we're learning about it, and we're able to share cross-pollinate, if you want to put it that way, by just, you know, sitting there sharing. But hey, if you take, take away the physical body and the language, we're still communicating in the spirit. It's still going on because the spirit is never not communicating. It's always talking. Listen, the cells in your body, if they stop talking, you just go and blow up. No, I'm not kidding. If they stop talking to one another, and listen, they have, they're programmed with the right language so that they're actually, you have a physical body, you know. If they weren't programmed with the right language, you might have some... You know, you might be floating next to a physical body that's not even a physical body. I don't even know. Whatever. They can rearrange themselves in any way. You, they're programmed with this language. And this language comes from the Spirit. comes from God. It's Spirit. And it has language. It's communicating. God, in other words, God has been talking the whole time. And a lot of people aren't listening. And he's been talking, talking to you in your dreams. Listen, I'll tell you what. I overcame fear in my dreams and overcame it in my, in my life and did stuff that I shouldn't have done that I actually had a blast doing, you know. You know, rock climbing without rope, so freaking crazy shit climbing up cliffs and stuff. But I was just, you know, I just went for it. You know, I was like, okay, I got a certain amount of skill. I know what this looks like. Let's do this. So I did it. And I was like, man, and then I got a little crazy and suicidal for a while because I screwed up really bad and I really wanted to kill myself over it. That's all, all before I woke up. And, and all that stuff, I was lost in this darkness for all those years. And I still had faith in God, even though it was it was really weak faith. It was really like, he still, he still said that's enough to work with. Still did miracles. Even when I was in my darkest place, in the worst place I could be in, he still used me to do miracles. Literally healing other people. So I'm sitting there thinking about this. And I'm thinking about all this stuff, this pathway that I'm on, all had to do with this path of healing for me. Because ever since I was a kid, they've been telling me I'm a healer and also a prophet and other things too. But And not to mention an idiot, an asshole, and everything else you can think of. You know, yeah, I've heard it all. You know, just like we all have, right? Come on, but we all have these gifts inside of us. And this gift is actually our life. You're alive. You're alive. And if you, bonus, if you've received Jesus, oh my God, guess what? You, you now have somebody pulling in your corner with you, helping you to overcome all that crap that we need to overcome, because helping you to face that darkness that you need to face. Most people are running from it. That's why everybody's looking for a mate, dating in the dating world, and acting like idiots towards one another, and playing games and all that. That's all the game stuff and all that shit with everybody. That's because those people are not awake. They don't want to wake up. They just want to play the game, because they just want to stay plugged into the matrix. You need to take that red pill. And if I'm talking to you and you're the one of the ones that, that this is this thinking, I need to unplug from this crap and I need to get going here. Yeah, well, I'm talking to you then. You need to listen. Take the red pill. 
Take the red pill and wake the fuck up. Get out of that fucking thing. Get out of that game. Quit it. Quit playing the game and get on with your life because you got things to do, baby. Hey, listen, man. Are we going to be here to just help destroy humanity? Help help humanity destroy itself? Is that what we're going to be here to do? Or are we going to be a life-giving spirit like Jesus? I was thinking about that. He's an archetype. Now, I'm still going on this whole thing with this, relating life to how I relate life to him. Well, I'm talking about this. We're, we're having a discussion, so just keep listening. So I was trying to think about how he relates to life. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, as an archetype, man, you know, he's perfect archetype. You know, he comes as a humble servant, lays his, completely lays his life down, forgives his enemies while he's on the cross. They don't even know what they're doing, Dad. Forgive him. How many of us have wanted to do that? No, we all go after vengeance. Vengeance is mine, saith the Daniel, you know, and then off to running up. I'm gonna go beat him up. Oh, or whatever, you know, you're like, fuck, man, what's the matter with you? You know, halfway out there, you get tired, and you're like, what, what am I, what was I doing? <laughs> oh, let's just drive around town for a little while, freaking just say, yeah, let's go and have a milkshake, you know, instead. You know, it's like, you, you just, you, you kind of wonder. You know, what are you doing? What are we doing all freaking half-cock crazy and freaking running around uh, outbursts of wrath and, and violent and crazy and just wanting vengeance and going after it and all this stuff? Listen, people, we're not animals. We're above that. Hell, most animals don't even go seek vengeance. And we act worse than that. We're actually worse than they do. We're worse than they are. I don't know. I'm sitting there trying to think. Is there any animals that do seek vengeance? I don't think there is. Not even mammals in the sea do that. Not that I know of. Maybe they do, I don't know. I've seen two fish fighting in the sea before. You know, two fish that were blowing sand at each other. I saw it on Ridiculousness. It was funny and crap. <laughs> yeah, one, one fish blew sand up out of its hole, and another fish on the other side, uh, just real close to that hole, and so he blew it up over by that hole. The fish that was in the other hole came out, blew the, they took the sand and blew it right at the fish in the other hole. And then they both did it at each other, and there was a crab sitting there watching them do it. it funniest thing I have, freaking funny and crap. But, yeah, man. But... I mean, I'm sitting there going, well, yeah, they do fight. But do they hold grudges? Do they go after vengeance? I don't think so, you know? And, okay, man, maybe they do, I don't know. But we're better than that. Yeah, man. Come on, we're way better than that, people. Here's something else, too, I was noticing. Something else I was noticing, and that is, is that, while I was thinking about this, is that we all have a way to relate to life. And, yeah, but we want, we seem to actually, some of us seem to, I used to get hung up on this a lot. Why can't you see it my way? You know, that's the fight that we're usually having when we're having an argument with somebody. How come you can't see it my way and accept the way I see it? And then, you know, and the other person's like, well, how come you can't see it my way? And stuff? But, we're, you know, we're using other words. We're like, you asshole, you freaking dog, you can off with your little. You know, we're going all off. You're like, what the hell's going on? And the reason why is because we're just, there's a, we're just refusing to communicate, refusing what it is, is refusing to be humble to one another. Listen, it is hard. I, I have a hang up with that. I admit it. I'm working on it, but I do have a hang-up with that. Sometimes I just want to, you know, and, and you're going like, well, you can't be like that. It's not right, man. That's not, it's not maturing that way. You're just still stuck in that space. But what is keeping us stuck there? What are we doing? What are we thinking about? What are we dwelling on that's keeping us stuck there? We dwell on violence? I start thinking about this. I'm like, well, man, well, I, I relate to life through um, things that, um, I, uh, that, I, that I really have a, a passion for, art, uh, martial arts is part of that. Uh, music. Um, I play. I'm a musician. I'm a martial artist. Uh, but also was a fight I fought to. And I, I I I didn't just do martial arts like hi ya chop 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 you know and do this you know f these forms and stuff. I did freestyle martial arts and and it was all fighting. It was out in the front yard beating the crap out of each other is what we were doing and 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 beating the shit out of each other all over town. That's what we did. You know and we did it with you know cool fun moves that we actually could pull off some kicks and crazy stuff we also learned how to hit and break boards and break slate and break bricks and break other things and break bones and kept going and was building my chi without even really realizing it because it wasn't clicked connected inside so i couldn't really meditate on that part but there's other ways i was meditating which i didn't realize i was doing like when I was drawing and doing martial, my, 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 you know, drawing things with my hands and, and, and doing uh, watercolors and doing freaking uh, coloring and stuff like that and doing, doing artwork, doing crafts, things like that. It, all, all those things build your chi, by the way, people. You just don't realize it. You just need to focus your mind. Think about your chi while you're doing that activity. What is, my, what is your chi? Okay, I'll say it, put it this way. Think about your you. Think about yourself while you're doing it. You are light and energy. You're an energy you're basically an egg-shaped ball of energy that is that is a life-giving energy, life and light. 
giving energy too. Because you're giving off light too as well. This is what you look like, actually. Egg-shaped. We are all egg-shaped. We're just in the body. We don't... <laughs> you can get out of your body, your spirit, man. You can get out of your body when you have out-of-body experiences and step up out of your body with a spirit, man, like you're in the, the, the construct on the matrix. You can have that. Or you can totally, totally be a vapor, whatever. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. Not what you, not what you imagine from that point through your... Because you're still using your imagination when you're getting up out of your body. You don't realize it, but you are. But you're there, too. You're there, but you're also laying down on your child. How the hell is that possible? You can be in two places at once? Yeah, you can be in more than that, actually. You don't realize it, but we already are in more places than once. I'm telling you guys some things that I've discovered about this universe that we have been told that is a lie or told that it's a doctrine of a demon, and it's not true. Christ showed me all this stuff himself. He brought me to the awakening. He brought me to that. I was crying out for God. I was laying in my bed. God, I don't want to die. Please, God, help me. I don't want to die. And I was freaking dying. And I was free. I couldn't move. I was My legs were all locked up in 2006. I couldn't even walk. Freaking, I was so messed up, man, for fucking so many years. Bed sick. Freaking, barely freaking, barely. I was in depression. Just dark night that the soul would never stop. And I thought I was going to, well, eventually I thought I was just going to end up killing myself because it was just never going to stop. So freaking lonely, so miserable. And I was still with Jesus. I was walking with Jesus all these years and still miserable and lonely. He's right there holding my hand going, it's going to be all right, man. It's going to be all right. Come on, we'll do this. We'll do this together. I'm like, oh, man, I can't make it another day. You're going to have to, man, help me. And I was just, and I was a mess. And my head was a mess. My heart was a mess. Everything was a mess. And then, bam, it was all over with that one day. You know, June 8th, 2014, man. What? <laughs> Woke up, man, I shot out of my chair. I was like, what the hell was that? You know? And then shortly after that, about four trips out of my body, all of a sudden, Jesus is standing up at, the, at my feet. I stood up and went, whoa. All right. There you are. He says, come on, let's go. I've got something to show you. He took me on a few trips. And then on the last trip, he just smiled at me. And I haven't seen him outside my body since. I've been, I still go outside my body quite often. I was outside yesterday, out in the front yard, actually. But I'm... He wasn't there, but guess what? He's right inside me, so it doesn't matter. I realized that one at that moment. I went, oh, that's why he smiled at me. He smiled and looked at me. Last time I saw him standing outside my body, he smiled and looked at me. And then and then, I, and then I laid down and sat back up and went, whoa, that was badass. And sat there and thought about that for about two hours. <laughs> that was mind-blowing. Well, my body was rushing, too. I had tingles all over my body for about an hour and a half. Just every time I think about it, too, man, I get tinkles, just like that again, up down my leg. Woo, jeez, well, it's a trip, man. I'm telling you what, man. <laughs> Body's getting really sensitive to all kinds of stuff, man. It's crazy. So energy pockets all over the place, man. When I'm walking, it's like, wow, that's great. Stand there for a second. Ah, oh, just breathe. Oh, yeah. Energy. Keep going. So I go to bed at like 7.30. Okay, right, 7.22 right now, right? Um, what happens is I wake up at 2 and I, and I can't go back to sleep. Whether I go to bed at 9, 10, 11, 12, or 1, it don't matter. I wake up at 2, period. Wake up at 2, sit here, lay there on my bed for a half hour and thinking, God, man, why can't I sleep? Or go to bed at 5.30, 6.30, or 7.30. <laughs> it depends on how tired I am. And then sleep a couple of hours somewhere in there. And then wake up and then sleep maybe a couple more hours and then wake up at two again anyway, no matter what. And that's been going on for a few years. And so I finally decided to just, just give in, just take this slot and use it. And guess what? Man, it set me free. Yeah, because after I get up, my mom takes a shower, wake up enough. By about 3.15, I'm out the door ahead and walking over to the gym or jog, actually jogging over the gym. Man, those first two steps are weird, though, man. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, I don't feel like I'm jogging. I'm like, well, am I even in my body? <laughs> this is weird feeling. Kind of awkward. It's weird, man. I haven't jogged for so many years. It's so strange feeling just getting back into it again. But I've been jogging, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been jogging, by the way. Yeah, man, I'm 60 years old and I'm jogging. Yeah, I was laying there, sitting on my chair over here one day. And I got up and laid on my bed because my stomach was upset. And I went, I wish I could run again. This sucks. I hate this that I can't run, right? I just said that, man. I was under my breath going, you know, I'm trying to deal with my stomach, and I grab my pillow, roll, rolled up in a ball. I was like, God, man, please make my stomach quit hurting. And I just started thinking about running. I was like, man, I really want to run again. And that was just a couple months ago. And um, I, you guys have been following me, so whoever it is, is watching, is listening to this podcast, man. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm running again. Woo-hoo! <laughs> man, geez, man, I'm running again. Well, jogging anyway. So it's really cool. Great. Love it. Um, yeah. 
but it's great. I love it because it makes my lungs like expand and my heart really pump real good, and I like that. So anyway, jog over to the gym, work out a little bit, 20 minutes, come back, you know, and uh, I'm just working on my sh my upper body. I'm because like, I've been walking and jogging. My my lower body's so hard as a rock, but my my upper body's so kind of you know. I was like, well, let's get some tone going. So I'm just toning back up, you know, and, and working my shoulder, getting my shoulders tight again, and, and they're doing great, man. I'm sitting here feeling it right now. I'm flexing my shoulders, moving around, and they both feel really good and tight, which is not normal lately because they've been racked since I fell a few years ago out there and racked my rib cage and rearranged it and everything and. It's all kind of weird now, but I'm used to it now, so it's good. I actually feel better. I can breathe better, breathe deeper, because my left ribs aren't crushing my freaking lung. It's great, man. That fall really changed everything, but man, I'll tell you what, it, it hurt. And I weighed like 275 when I did that. Bam! Hit the ground freaking so hard out there on the pavement. I thought I was going to die, man. Bam, boy, man. I hit it face out, laid out like you're laying down with your arms stretched out under your pillow and you're laying on your stomach. That's how I sleep. That's how I hit the ground. Wham! On my left side. It flattened my rib cage out and shoved it all up into my up into my neck. It had my neck pinned down in my freaking down into my collarbone. My collarbones are offset and everything now, but it's better with the way it is. And the doctor saw me, he goes, Whoa! That is a huge change. I said, yeah, man. I was laying on my bed, laying there, ch rubbing my chest, freaking out, going, this is not my body. Oh, my God, this is not my body. This is so freaking weird. I got up and I jumped around. I was like, whoa, this is weird. And I can't, for a while there, I couldn't think about it because it freaked me out so damn bad because it did not feel like my body. Literally did not, does not, still doesn't, still kind of freaks me out. It's like, okay, it's, it's cool. <laughs> I figured out I had to use my, my, I had to pull my arm behind me and grab the back of my chair. You know, up the back of my chair, you know, my left arm, and then take my my freaking chin and and my neck and grab those muscles right there in my neck and move my head to the left to the right side and just grab my chin and pull like that to snap my collarbone out of this spot where it was stuck at. And the first time I did it, it popped and it hurt so damn bad. It was like, back, wow, man, the muscles will shift. Whoa, man, across my chest. I was like, oh my god, about hit the ground. And after a while, I got used to it. Now I got to just grab my shoulder and push it back and pull my chin, and it pops out. And uh, but everything works better. I can breathe better. Man, I'm taking some seriously deep breaths. I'm going. I didn't even know I was even pinched or really unhinged. I mean, I was caved in that way my whole life. I don't know how it got that way. It just was that way. I think I was born like that. Actually, my face. If you look at it really close and look at my and you look down my neckline, my square down my nose, my neckline, and down my body line, down straight down the, the front line. <laughs> look like I got somebody slapped me to the left or the right. I can't remember which way it is. I think it's to the left, uh, to the right. I don't know. I think it's to the right. Yeah, it's to the right. But everybody says I look like I'm smirking, and I'm not. And usually when they, I get accused of being smirking, I am not smirking. I'm just looking. That's all. I just, this is the way I look. And, you know, some people have an angry look on their face. It's just the way they look. They're not angry. They just look that way. And, um, you know, and so it's like, I just look like I'm smirking all the time. Great, thanks. Because I've been attacked by the people for that. I got shit kicked out of me one time. I almost got killed by a carnival. Not a whole carnival, but a few carnies. Uh, because uh, they thought I was smirking at them. And I wasn't. I was just standing there listening. Um, I was a carny then. And I was a kid. And uh, it's a whole long freaking weird, weird thing. I don't want to get into that. It's just. We'll stay out of there, man. That's just a whole weird story. It's, I got it fucking abducted and satanic ritual abuse stuff and shit and got away. Helps the kid. It's, it's a long story. It happened in Oklahoma and Texas and, I mean, you know, a long time ago. And um, thank God that I've been delivered from all that and I'm doing fucking awesome, man. Because um, I probably shouldn't be. And I know some people that took their lives over this whole stuff. So, um God spared me. He was trying to spare them too. They were believers. I just don't know why they took their lives. Um, two of them, two friends, close friends actually. And then I know another person too that's been suffering from satanic ritual abuse. The effects of it, the after effects of it for pretty much his whole life. He's in, let's see, I'm in my 60s and he's 52 now, 53. And he still suffers from it. And um, I know another guy that passed away a few years ago that was suffering from it too. That it's strange how God puts people on your path, the people he puts on my path, 
actually go through the same things I go through a lot of times, um, but not the same exact ways, but some of the same things. And the Bible talks about that, how we will, we will turn and comfort those that are gone through the same things. We've gone through the same sufferings we've gone through because God has comforted us. We can comfort them. And so we bring the same comforting. Well, God's healed me physically so many damn times. I'm just going, like, I'm running with that ball, you know, and so I do. And so that's why I get miracles because I see it and I see miracle events. And so I'm sitting there thinking about how I relate to life. And I'm thinking, why am I, if I'm a healer and, 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 and I am because I study it and and uh it's in me i understand it he he led me to understanding it from every angle and i it's it's amazing it's, it's we're working with energy and you're talking to cells uh um i bring the power of reset that's what i bring the power of reset reset and um and it and it's and that's exactly what happens is, is you carry the power of reset that's what jesus carries the power of reset and i thought oh, man lord if, I, if i'm if i'm like like you you said in the bible i'm supposed to be like you if i'm like you how come i can't do miracles that's what i was saying for years and he's like well you are daniel and i was like but i'm not because i'm not doing it on the level you were doing it on i, I said you have to teach me how to do it on your level so over the years wisdom has came and he's taught me how to do it on his level and and and, and i still don't even know how to do it on his level i still am learning you know, I'm still learning because every single one of these miracles happens a different way. And I'm seeing results that are incredible. You know, and I'm going, man, you're killing, you're healing people from cancers. I mean, people that have been, had their body racked with cancers and be dead, get out of the hospital two days later with a miracle on it, stamped on their freaking chart. You know, and the doctor's saying, this is nothing short of a miracle here. You know, all just from prayer, you know, believing and praying. The weather thing, that came out of freaking uh, James 5. I just believed the scripture so much. Hey, listen, if Elijah is a man like us, and I'm sitting on the toilet reading that going, wait, Elijah is a man just like us? Wait, what do you mean? Wait, wait. He had the same, it says he had the same passions we have. Okay, now he's saying in a very light, watered down way, He's the same cigarette-sucking sinner we were. You know, I'm cigarette-sucking sinner. I, I, got to, I picked that up from a redneck in, when I was living with. There was rednecks that were living with, when I was living in Chicago. There was some rednecks living at the community where I was living at. And one of them said, you could always say, Damn, you dang boy, you red cigarette-sucking sinner. I wasn't cigarette. I didn't smoke cigarettes either then. So I don't know why he ever called me. I said, I'm not a cigarette smoker. And he goes, he goes, boy, you did, didn't you? I go, yeah. He goes, there you go. Once you do, you're always going to be. I was like, oh, man, come on, give me a break, dude. It was his way he would tease me, me, though. Because cigarette sucking sinner or whatever. This is the thing, man. It's, it's, you, know, you look at this thing and you're going, good Lord, man. And I'm thinking to myself, all this time, all this time and, and, and energy put into just really pressing in close to, to be close to Jesus because I, I just really needed to know God. I really wanted to know that, I know, that God is real. I wanted to know, why? Why in the hell did I want to know that? And why was I keyed in towards freaking, and why was I put in a violent family, surrounded by violent people in a violent family, in a violent freaking place, in a violent time? Uh, and, 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 and it wasn't that way when I was a kid, man. And then all of a sudden I had to be, and then, oh, God, it's crazy. And why, all of a sudden, why did martial arts all of a sudden just, boom, it made sense to me. And, and, and Alyssa, it's, it's why you really, it's how you keyed in to relate to the world. I said, why? He says, what's the other side of that path? I said, why is there a dualistic thing going on here? You're always showing me this. This keeps coming up. The, the Christians say that there is no dualism, blah, 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 blah. And, and when you see this in Chinese culture, you know, the, the yin and yang symbol, it's freaking true it is, and they both mix. And you know the red, the, the white and the black? Well, there's also a black in the white and a white and the black, you know? And it's the spot. And I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, why is it only just a spot? It should be kind of bigger. But it's it's the spot because, boom, discovery's there. Boom, that's where we go to to, to look, to investigate. Boom, that's where we, we go, aha, you know. And we get that aha moment and we start moving forward. And every one of those aha moments started with art for me. And martial arts is all part of that. And it became, it was like I started with wrestling, but I really don't like wrestling. I hate it. I don't like rolling around with guys, freaking stinky old crouch in my face and their ass in my face. It's just it's not fun. You know, sweating all over you. It ain't fun. I ain't into that. Some guys are. I don't care. That's great. Go do that. That's how you relate to the world. I related a different way, but I had to figure it out and get my ass kicked a bunch of times, too. And when people thought, you know, you do martial arts, you know, they want to fight you. I'm like, I'm not just practicing stuff and sparring with my friends and stuff and just being boys. That's all we're doing. 
playing war, rawr, you know, we go out and just chase each other around with sticks and beat each other with them, throw dirt clods at each other and rocks and make giant freaking man-sized freaking slingshots and shot freaking coarse chestnuts at each other. God dang, those things hurt when they hit you. Oh, man, they hurt bad. Bam, I got smacked on the leg. It's damn hard. I know. Oh, I was gathering them because, you know, I was gathering them because we shot them all. Yeah, we had a horse chestnuts down here at the depot, and so we go down there to the trees, and they're huge trees back then. They're huger now, but they're still shed horse chestnuts, and we'd go down there when they're on the ground in the summertime, pick them up when they're already, you know, the, the spiny's already off them, so they're just sitting there on the ground. We just fill our shirts up and our pockets up, and we went back down there with sacks and got sacks full of them and brought them back, made these two giant slingshots uh, in the field across from each other, and sat there, made these two forts of two giant slingshots and drawbridges, and just started firing. But, but yeah, we used 55-gallon drum and we put freaking inner tire tubes from freaking 10-speed tires on one drum and one on one of the other one took one cut it in half and uh, you know cut snipped it and tied to one to the other and one to the other one just sat there with our feet and drew back and pulled it back and freaking held that freaking horse chest in that one inner tube and said drop the bridge and they did it with pew shot at the other fort man boy i tell you what those things go right through the wood even man we were like whoa you know and it was crazy you know and the other fort had slingshots and they were shooting this and wow it was crazy man and we were throwing them standing up and throwing of each other shit yeah we got hit with them we were crazy little shits man it's crazy we didn't get our eyes poked out i mean my stepbrother we was out here slamming freaking hammers down on top of 22 we took the bullets off of 22s and dumped all the powder out lit the powder you know played with that threw the bullet away and freaking stuck the, the thing down and started hitting them with hammers <laughs> you know little blasting caps right one of those caught it what, sideways stepbrother caught one of those right above his eye wham we had to go in and have stitches we stopped doing that. You know, we didn't do that shit anymore. But fuck yeah, we were just... Pff. What else are you going to do in the 70s? There's nothing to do. We shotguns, went right out here in the desert and shoot our guns and ride our motorcycles and then come home and, you know, we'd go out and freaking catch whistle pigs or whatever and play around with them or whatever we were doing, we did. You know, we did all all together. We always did it all together. And we had a blast doing it. But we always were doing things like that where we were on boys. We're being boys, man. You know? And nowadays, man, they freaking even say some of this stuff on the internet and they freak out. Oh, that's hate speech. It's like, that's not hate speech. We're just being boys. We're just boys, you know? And, uh, but here's the thing, man. You relate to the world the way you relate to it, right? You see things through the lens you see through. You get understanding the way you read, you, you do. Everybody has their way. And a lot of them want to put us in school and try to make us all learn the same way. And I didn't. Fucking math, man. You know, I, I come to math. I, mean, I could do the same equations. Uh, not the same equation. I can come to the same. I can take the, the question in math and come up with the same freaking answer doing it my way. And they got mad at me for doing it my way. I said, no, 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 you do it our way, and you show us how, and you have to show us. And I said, I did all this in my head, and I figured out, how did you get this answer? You don't, it's not, it's, you don't have any, you need to show it. Show us your math. Why? You want me to conform to your, your way of doing math? I could never do it. I never did do it. As a matter of fact, I'm glad I have a block from that, because that actually keeps me away from being conformed to their image. See, listen, they're shoving that crap down your freaking throat and saying, this is how everything is, and you have to, you know, you have to obey this and be this, and yet they're stealing your individuality and killing your dreams by doing it. Yeah, okay, math's good for you. Yeah, sure it is. For me, it wasn't. You know, it was, an, it was a problem. Third grade, I got my head slammed on the desk because I couldn't do a math problem. Wham! God, it actually happened twice. Wham! Wham! Two different times, man. You take the, talk about getting a block from math, but I could still do, come up with the same answer. I found out my mom was the same way. I didn't even know that. It's like, wow. Genetic material does come from your mom, too, as well as your dad. Imagine that, you know? She never taught me math or anything like that. She didn't show me how to do it her, her way. We tried to do it the way it was in the book. That's how, you know, the way they want us to do it, so... You know, see, things like that, man. You can't, they're stealing things from you. They're robbing from you. They're robbing it from you. They're robbing it from your kids. They're not, they only, they only allow so much academic. You got to go academic, 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 and just a little bit of arts, crafts, and stuff like that. They, and music or whatever else, you know, some of the sports. And sports is a big thing, and I'm glad it is because it saves a lot of kids. And martial arts gave me some something to do with my friends that got us interested in keeping us out of freaking stealing stuff in people's houses, breaking in houses and stealing stuff, breaking in cars and stealing things, going down and trying to rob a bank or something stupid like that because we lived in a town that was poor and had nothing to do here when we were growing up except playing outside, and that's it. You know, and playing like boys. You know? You guys want to come along and make the boys like, little girls and say well you can't be rough well the girls just stay away from us if you don't want us to be rough but boys are boys we're gonna be rough because that's how we are because we're supposed to be 
Listen, we're supposed to be out there. We're supposed to be able to grow up and take on businesses and do these things. Oh, they teach Girl Scouts, Girl Scouts freaking business. They don't even teach that to boys. We have to figure that out ourselves. And if you have a good dad, he'll teach you. But if you don't, pff, you got one like mine was absent. Well, yeah, so was I. Imagine that. Hand it down. Thanks, Dad. That's no, my fault, not his. See, we can sit there and we can blame everybody in the world. But it's really my own fault. Because I wasn't equipped. I didn't know. And I ran away. And it just wasn't a good father. Not good. Not good at all. Yeah. When you grow up. I was the old Daniel. So, eight years ago, I had this... Or, nine or whatever it was back in 2014 bam it's radical awakening everything shifts and changes and i'm sitting there thinking about still relating to the lord and i'm like how am i still related and i still can see things through these things through my these eyes and, I, and, and it's but it's helped me to relate to everything but here's the thing that's done is it's helped me to actually have that question where's god at in all this why why does god seem absent but yet you talk to me and you're not why do we have to suffer it's part of the nature of our lives the things you suffer is part of it it has to be there is we think it's darkness a lot of times it may 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 not even be darkness but it's for light that it happens it's because of life that it's going on not because of darkness it's going on think about that you don't you have a choice you don't have to dwell in the darkness and stay there you can come into the light and be in the light and be of the light because you already are of the light and just be yourself just be yourself just relax and be you. But a lot of times people don't want you to. Well, so what? What's their opinion or their freaking, their attitude or anything got to do with you? Nothing. Oh, you're married to him? Oh, well, still, you're still an individual. You're not going to stand before God for your husband's mistakes. You're going to stand before God before yours. So start living your life that way. And husband, same thing with you. Now, kids, obey your parents. So the thing is, is it's like you got... You get, we got this situation going on in life where we have a choice. And we don't have to let other people try to steal our dreams or even try to tell us, try to re... I hate this too. You know, sometimes people come and change the narration of your own story, your story while you're telling it. I've had that happen. I've had shit people down. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not... Yeah, no, no. My experience, you asked me and I'm giving you mine. And they're standing there changing, changing it while they're telling me, while I'm telling them my experience. I, Change my narration. Don't do that. Listen, that's not what I'm saying. Listen to me. Hear me now. Hear me. Come on, right here, right now. Hear me. Shake awake. Wake up. Wake the fuck up and hear me. See, it gets to that point sometimes. But you have to because they'll keep on that narration and then what, what happens? You know, but does it really matter? It doesn't really matter. But then sometimes it does, doesn't it? I mean, think about that. It does. And sometimes it doesn't. Like, what do you say? Pick your fights? No. But also, pick that time when you really, you know, deserve it. And if it does, then make sure they understand and they know. Uh, understand. Don't change my narration. Now listen. And then you give them that same back. You never change their narration. But I don't change people's narrations, you know. But there are some people that do that. And we have to deal with that. But there's a way to deal with it, is what I'm saying. We don't have to go off all half-cocked and fucking be mean and jump on them and start beating them. Blah, 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 blah. That's, not, that's not the only way to do it. That's a lack of communication. You know what that is? That's disease. Okay, so inside your body, you have the cells inside your body, and your cells are actually what's responsible. I don't know, there's a lot that's responsible, but just on a basic note, your cells are responsible for, you know, how your, you know, your, your blood shows up in your body, and, and if you have a disease in your body and it's in your blood, it shows up in your blood, your cells are still saying that that disease is there, still talking, not communicating, that, that disease is in your body, okay? Well, that's, dis, that's disharmony, though, because the disease, the disease is disharmony. It's disharmony. The truth is, is when we were originally created, we had nothing, no disease, nothing. We were pure. Okay, that's the original state. That's the whole, that's the image I hold in my mind of, of pure health, of health, perfect health. Is the original in the garden, what got, what before sin, all that stuff, before the fall. That's, that's it. Now, when I see Jesus in his body, he didn't have no diseases. Mm, he was he, he was primus in 33 man 33 man that's 37 i hit my prime i think but yeah it's weird though because i still feel like i'm in my prime but i just got tripped up for a while and i'm starting to regain it back in my and i'm 60 what's weird about that is i feel like i'm almost like i feel kind of almost like i'm 30 again in some ways it's really weird i, I can't explain it it's strange but um but it's it's like coming back things are coming back like i said i'm jogging again it's really hurt strange and it doesn't hurt my body either it's not racking me it's not 
making my knees sore. I should be sore right now. I'm not. My knees aren't sore at all. Actually, I feel good. I'm like, oh, what the hell, man? I didn't even use any ICO hot on him today. As I got up this morning, I was like, why are my knees still so damn good? And I started thinking about it. Wow, man, I'm getting my youth back. I'm like, did I hit the fountain of life here with this meditation stuff? My God, I did. I know I did. I know I did. It's the fountain of youth. Uh, that's it, the fountain of youth. That's what I was trying to say. So we relating to the world, man. What was the other side of martial arts is to heal. You go out into combat and you get hurt and wounded, you know, what are you going to do? Just let it bleed? No, you got to figure out how to heal it, right? So you have to learn things. Or go to a healer. Well, they didn't have doctors back then. And any and one time, at one point, there was freaking any woman that knew anything about it or man that knew anything about it. They were killing them, calling them witches and killing them. So, you know, I mean, come on. You know, so, I mean, what, you know, what do you do? You're a healer. You got, that's all. That's the other side of it. But in order to be strong in combat or strong in life, you have to have strong chi. And what I mean is that life energy that's going through you is kind of like a muscle too as well. Just like faith is a muscle. Did you know faith is a muscle? Very spiritual concept, a very spiritual thing. But did you know it's substance? Well, maybe it is spirit itself. Maybe, because it's substance. It's real substance, by the way, faith is. It's the substance of things that are hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Yeah, God used it when he created everything, called everything into existence. Before it existed, he said, let there be, and then there is. Called that thing out there, light. <laughs> light shows up. Actually, he never said let there be because that's not in that. It's light. And it goes, boom, light. And then everything, you know, but start of that, boom, the word came forth. But where did that start at, though? It originated way back in his mouth, come on, go back through his head and into his brain. And then, oh, it was a thought. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, it was a notion, thought, and intention, too, by the way. Yeah. It's the power of your intention that actually brings forth those manifestations, people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's called faith. Well, that, that power is called faith. So if you sit there and you look at this and you and you think about that and you think you think about this, that aspect, just that mechanism right there, is in every area of our life, for good or for evil, by the way. You can use it either way. I know when I was a teenager I dabbled with that crap, I know. I just think romance in stone, want something so bad, you start thinking about it, pretty soon it shows up in your life. All of a sudden you start seeing like, a, oh, you want this car, let's, let's just look at it from here, man. Okay, so I wanted this car, man. I wanted a, I wanted a freaking hot rod, man, but I was thinking, man, I'd love to, I would really, 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 like a 442, a 69 442, right? And I was younger when I thought about that and all my friends were saying about different cars they would like to have and stuff and you know, you know we all got our list right but I wanted a 69 442 because just badass plus also the, it just yeah I love that Oldsmobile 442 it just looks good but hey freaking haul ass they're fast I got to ride in one once you know when I was a kid and it impressed me so I wanted one right I rode in quite a few cars fast ones when I was a kid and racing a few and having fun with a bunch and but anyway I ended up with one. Yeah, I think I was 18, 19, 20. 22, I think, or 23. I don't remember how old I was, but I ended up with one, right? A friend of mine actually traded. I traded a, Haunt, a Pinto station wagon. <laughs> yeah, a Woody Pinto station wagon, a 1971 Woody Pinto station wagon for that car to a good friend that I went to high school with. His wife was driving that big old hot rod. And I think it was just, she's a tiny little thing, man. And I, I'm small, but she was teeny tiny, man. You know, I'm, I'm all five, six and I'm not real big, you know, but um, she was teeny tiny. She couldn't even handle it. And then, so I traded her for it because I had that Honda Pinto. I, I bought that thing, uh, that, uh, that Pinto station wagon. I bought that thing in Sun Valley, Idaho. Actually, in Ketchum, Idaho, from a guy for 450 bucks. It was pretty cool. Anyway, I had it for quite a while, and it was a cool car. I liked it. And anyway, I uh, needed it when I was up there, and so I got what got that. Um, anyway, and so I traded that for it, and I had that for a while. Then I gave the car back to my buddy after a few years. I uh, do that with cars and trucks and stuff, just give them away motorcycles too but i gave this one back to him because he, he he wanted it back for it they wanted to pull the engine out of it and put it in something else that thing was freaking fast oh my god man that thing was fast i mean it was fast wow was it fast it was and it was too much car for me but i loved it so anyway i wished for that car i thought that car up same thing with my spirit and with spirit my dog man my wolf dog my, my wolf malamute man i read where white fang and and uh and uh what's that other one called oh call of the wild when i was a teenager and then and scholastic books I read those two books and sat there and dreamed about a dog like that I wanted i wanted a white fang man i wanted a wolf dog man and i got one too yeah 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 back when 19 uh 1996 
Yeah. Ninety six. He was born June this trip he was born June sixth, ninety six. And I took him home just a few weeks after he was born. It's pretty cool, man. And raised him from pup and you know, raised him up and he was my buddy, man. He was amazing. God, that guy was cool. Yeah, I live up here. We're real close to some pretty steep high mountains right over here in Idaho. Not too far from here, twenty minutes up here. And um just live at the base of the mountains out here in the in the canyon area, right out the edge of the desert. That's where we're at. And the cool thing is is that I he it's timber. It's freaking dense timber forest mountains. There's cougars up there, there's freaking bears in there, there's all kinds of wildlife in there. And then when we went up there, he'd go I'd I'd get him up on coming down the side of a switchback mountain road, you know, you get up there and you let your dog out and let him run, right? But I'd drive off and I'd haul ass around to the other side he'd come running down the side of the mountain i'd stop and you could hear him whoa 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 whoa, whoa running crashing through the brush and jumping over bramble bushes freaking i mean full blast too not missing a beat whoa 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 whoa, whoa the whole time parking the whole freaking time he was crazy man that dog could freaking jump he loved jumping big air and he just had a blast and he was so damn sure-footed he never ever ever fell once and he hauled ass i mean he freaking flat out by the time i get to the other side he'd be coming down the valley and down to the bottom of the valley running through the freaking crashing through the brush whoa whoa whoa, whoa. up there on the road jump out right in front of me and stop and look at me and go woof <laughs> you know <laughs> what do you hell, man and he's like come here boy he'd come running up he'd jump through the side of the window and back into the tree i had a trooper then and he'd jump through the side of the trooper back in the window and we'd take off man he'd, he'd sit back there he'd go i go you ready to do it again he'd go yeah and i go go he jump out the window, take off, man. I go run down around the corner, down on the other side, freaking wait for him. He, one time, me and my girlfriend got out. We we got down there quick. I hauled ass, got down there really fast, and stopped. I got out. We ran down the side of the goalie, went down the side of the goalie, and sat down the goalie and waited for him. And I go, you hear him? She goes, yeah. I, and we were sitting waiting for him. And yet, and, that's, and all of a sudden, he come. You could hear him, whoa, 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 crashing, jumping stuff. And all he just jumped right over the top of us. We were up against the goalie bank, and. There's a bramble bush, big old bramble bush over us, you know, big old freaking mountain bush. <laughs> he just right, right over us. You know, oh man, he looks so cool. We were underneath him. She goes, whoa. And he lands on the other side of the bank and turns it, stop, dead stop, lands, dead stop, right on the Boom, turns right around, goes, whoa. Crazy as fuck, He's there with big old ears up, fucking smiling and say, whoa. He's <laughs> just right there. Boom. He right where we was at, man. That's crazy. I got, that dog was awesome, man. And I prayed for him. I, I thought about him. I thought, man, I want a dog like that. And I imagined him and he came. You have an imagination. You need to be using it. A lot of you are using it for some dumb stuff like all this past stuff that you did that's wrong or something somebody did to you in the past that's wrong. Your boyfriend, your girlfriend cheated on you, whatever, and you're all hung up in the past. And you're, you're, you've missed your, your, your calling of your, and your calling's in that, the way you relate to life. I mean, you're, it's right there inside of that. Your calling is, your calling in life is right there inside of the way you relate to life. Did you know that? If you're looking for your purpose, it's right there in the way you relate to life. You need to really sit down and do some introspect and really look at yourself, definitely, and see what you're made of. And find out, because you know what, I'll tell you something, man. As long as I stick to the healing path and stick to this path, guess what happens? My path gets better and better all the time. But when I get off the sidetrack and forget about it for a while, guess what happens? It gets real stale and eventually it's just... It's a dead spot. And I'm like, oh, what am I doing? I was over here. Why am I over here? What did I do? And that happened to me just right after I woke up. And I got back on track and I was all right. I'm, I'm doing great. But yeah, right after I woke up, I got like knocked off my feet. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, wow, man. And then I was like, man, this is crazy. And I was like, man, I, I found myself just like going, I, I was all of a sudden I hit spot. I was like, man, life really sucks. What am I going to do with my life? I got to figure something out, man. I need to find some business or something to do or something. I can't work for other people because I can't even be around people hardly. And then um, working for other people. I get, when I get indoors working around other people, I get really, I get hives and stuff. It's really weird. I'm just really super fucking sensitive and it's not my fault. It's just the way I am. I opened up to God and I let go of everything I thought was, I just said, I, I'm not, I'm taking off all the, all my ego off to all these gifts that you've given me, whatever they look like. Keep people have been telling me my whole life, I've got all these freaking spiritual gifts. And I have no idea what they look like, but I'm taking my, I just want you, Jesus, and, and you can help me sort all this out and figure it all out. And over the years, you did. I'm a best friend. So if you're listening to this and you're not his friend or he's not your friend, why? What are you doing? What are you waiting for? And you're lost. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably are because you brought your to listen to it. 
he's going to keep doing this too. He's going to fill it up. You know, for a while there, I had quite a few people, I guess, get starting to get build a little bit of an audience, you know, and I get took off a little slow, but I started to build it. And then I said something to somebody, I'm bam, bam, back down to one person, two people listening. I'm like, oh, that's very humbling. But that's not why I'm doing this. I'm not doing it for a big audience. I'm doing it for the one person that's going to listen. I told him I'd do this even if only one person listened. So he put me to the test. Oh, well, yeah. There for a while there, if you looked just recently, there was only one person listening. I don't know who you are, but thanks. <laughs> but God, God brought you here for that. I don't know why, but you do. You know? The way you relate to life. Find out your lens, the way you specifically, your own individual relating to life. You'll find your purpose in that. Your purpose is locked up within that, that, that spectrum of you, that part of you. It'll help you to get anchored and, and, and get grounded and, and get moving into something that's good and beautiful for everybody. Don't you want that for your children? I mean, wouldn't you want your children? How would you want your role model? How, what kind of a role model would you want to set yourself as for your children or for other people's children? What, what do you want to show up as? What do you want to look like? What archetype do you want to look like? Do you want to look like the devil, Zeus, or, you know, or, or, you know, Hades or Zeus or Jesus or, you know, or do you want to look like some Egyptian guys? I mean, what do you want to look like? What, you want to look like freaking, you know, Apollo? You want to look like freaking, you know, freaking, um, you know, Achilles? You want to, you know, what do you want to show up like David? You want to show up like Elijah? You want to show up like Jesus? What do you want to look like? You know, what really intrigues you in that? Because really there all these people that were surrounded by all these good, good archetypes, all these good role models in the past and history, and not even right now, that were surrounded by. Christ came to be, to raise you up to be a role model yourself. You don't have to be like anybody else. He doesn't even want you to be like him. What he wants you to be like is he wants you to be like Father God. Okay? Do you understand that? You're a creator. And you're also responsible. You're a responsible creator. You're already creating your life. The life you have right now is your own creation, by the way. Don't blame it on other people. It's your own thoughts that are doing it. He wants you to grow up and realize that you're a creator like your Father in Heaven. Look like the image Christ did. Look like Jesus. He doesn't want you to be Jesus. Jesus doesn't want you to be Him. He wants you to be godlike. Okay? Do you understand that? When he said, Don't you believe that the, fa the Father's in me and I am in the Father? If I have not, if it were not so, I would not have told you. At least believe for the work's sake themselves, if you can't believe the words I'm saying. He said to Peter and James and John and those guys. Yeah, think about that. That's you. You are that image of God. The Father is in you. Do you believe that the Father is in you? And that you're in the Father? Do you understand now? So I'm at the end of my broadcast. You guys have a great one. Peace out, baby. I'll leave you with those words and I'll leave you with those thoughts. How are you going to show up? You going to show up, baby? Or are you going to you show up evil or good? You going to show up? How are you going to show up? It's up to you. You have the strength. You have the power. It's within you. Do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father, for God, for this word. Thank you for stitching into our hearts and growing it into a tree of life that all may receive fruit from it. That is your fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't touch it out. We'll be right back. And then, and then, boom, Yahoo! Rev DDT. Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. Okay, yeah, I'm doing it on the phone tonight, too, so there you go. <laughs> um, one of these days, I'll get all that all. Whatever, anyway. Peace out, baby. Bye-bye.